Blog Talk Radio. music. Hi everybody, Recruiting Animal here on December 18th, December 1-8, 2019. It's the last show of the year. Last week I said it was the last show of the year, but I was wrong. Today is the last show, because next Wednesday is Christmas Day, and the following Wednesday is New Year's, okay? We can't be uh, broadcasting those days. Anyway, I'm going to give you some good advice for the year end. I know it's practical. I tried it myself. I read an article in the New York Times. It said the best way to make hard-boiled eggs is to heat the water before you put the eggs in, and then the shell comes off easily, and I have found this to be true. And that's important if you ever make hard-boiled eggs, right? It also says you don't have to cover the eggs with water because steaming them takes a little longer, but it makes them even better. So there you go. If you eat hard-boiled eggs, your life is going to be easier from now on. I'd also like to thank all the Animal Show regulars for the contributions, the wonderful contributions they've given to the show this year. Jerry Jerry Albright in Indiana. Michael G. Cox in Michael G. Cox in Texas, what's that? Anyway, uh, yeah, I have to talk to Michael G. Cox if he comes today. But he started a new company. I don't know if the name. Yeah, I don't know if the name is serving him well. Anyway, Alan Fleur, F L U H R E R, and Kathy Manis, both of whom are in California. And now Jerry, <laughs> and now Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. don't laugh. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not okay. laughing. Can you tell us funny about what that? you're in there? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry. Still the shout that launched a thousand shifts. Okay. Anyway, uh, you it know didn't it. work, but it's what? Yeah. What? Okay. Somebody's somebody's phone is malfunctioning. Uh, I'll get to it in a minute. I want to thank my sponsors. Okay. Uh, 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 I don't know if they're going to go for with us for another year, but we'll see. Anyway, first of all, our good friends at PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Who's making that noise? Jeez. I'm going to have to mute people for a second. Hold on, everybody. Let's see. No, 909 is okay that they're not making the noise. Oh, 619. Must be Kathy. Is it Kathy? I don't know. Let's see. Sorry, everybody. What a way to start a show, eh? Gosh. Okay. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing software, and finally, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, the, online, the phone interview technology. I didn't write it down, so, you know, I can't do it. Anyway, going on to the, to the show. Okay, so that's Hired Tool, Honeit, and PC Recruiter. And uh, today's guest is a guy named Adam Posner, P-O-S-N-E-R. His Twitter address is Adam J. Posner. I'm going to have to. Who's making that noise? Adam, are you there? Adam. Yeah, I'm here. 
I'm here. I'm here, man. Animal, thanks for having me on the show, man. Great. We'll talk over the. Yeah, we'll sit. Don't thank me till we see if we can hear each other. Okay, Adam, you. That's I'm gonna just audience. run. I'm gonna. Okay, you're an agency recruiter who sometimes goes in-house on contract. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, and you specialize in marketing, marketing and advertising people. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, are you contingent or retained? One word answer. Both. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, your Twitter bio includes uh, a Twitter address called the NPT Talent Group, but when you go to that page, it doesn't exist. You're a marketing guy. You're bragging about being a media guy. How dare you? Okay. I'm I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to check that, and I and I appreciate you calling that to my attention that I have the wrong email address or contact uh, website on my Twitter. I appreciate the call out, and I will definitely check that yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. Thank anyway, I have to. Right what? What? Subscribe one. Strike one, yeah, okay. I have to acknowledge Greta Thunberg. How dare you is is the phrase of the year. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, and I hope I remember to use it a lot. Okay, get to the questions. What happens to the resumes you send to your clients once the search is over? Do they go into their ATS for their future free use? Yes. Yeah? You get ripped off? Yeah, they do, but it's... Do I send this to that? There, there's there's levels of ownership based on your contract, right? If you introduce somebody to somebody within six months, you're still under an ownership period. Sometimes it's 12 months. So it has to be clearly defined in your contract terms. What does it say exactly in your contract? Uh, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but it's all around candidate ownership of who engages, for how long, and what period of time. You know, that's so vague. I don't understand a word you said. In fact, I had to stop myself from saying something. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I didn't know that I had my, my contract language memorized in front of me, my man. Jerry, are you in your car on the highway? I don't have to, I don't have to answer that. <laughs> okay, now I know. <laughs> okay, okay. Anybody else want to comment on that? What happens to the to their resumes? I mean, it's a very good question. No. I mean, it really depends on what side of the equation you're operating on. Okay, well, that's, you, you don't know how to answer that question well, in a way no, that helps doesn't. anybody else, okay? I'll, I'll tell you what happens to them. Go ahead. One year, at, one year after you slink away without charging them a penny, they yeah. have free access to all the work that you did for free. That's right. Pretty Pretty much. Absolutely about. true. Yep. Lame, ridiculous, I can't believe, I can't believe our industry has that as such a uh, ridiculous free service. It's unbelievable. What do we do do about that, Jerry? What can we do about that? It's a gaping hole. I I don't understand. What can we do? That's a question, actually. I agree with you guys. We can start by talking about it. How? Talk to who? is it a technical uh, thing where uh, somehow uh, we own the actual physical resume? Hey, Adam, give Jerry's got an opinion better than yours. Let him talk, okay? Jerry, you've got the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> I am of the opinion that if my work is what put that resume in front of them for any period of time, 
one day, ten years, doesn't matter. If the last work with that candidate is traced back to me, then I've done the work that generated the situation for that candidate to be hired, fee, due, payable upon receipt of invoice. Yeah, one okay, day, ten years, a hundred years. So perpetuity. Yeah, but oh, no, no, but Jerry, hold on. Jerry believes something else or as well. They, he or believes they can delete the resumes. I expect yeah, they're not them. Good. Yeah. Now, hold on. Now, what do you say they're not going to? How do you, you how do you know that? I want to know where where are they storing my resume? They don't get a every candidate I send doesn't automatically get stuck in their ATS for their tickler file for 12 months and one day from today. How do you make sure why, it doesn't? Why are, you, why are you doing that? Why are do you, you talk to them? Do that? Do you talk to the hiring what? manager and say, "Don't screw me over on this"? My my uh, written agreement directly states. Upon completion of our search, all resumes, profiles, etc., will be removed from your possession. Hey, sure. Jerry. Yeah. Enforce it, Jerry. I have a question. Go ahead, Alan. Alan. Alan, Alan go Jerry, ahead. I, I li- Jerry, I like that, and my wife has used it. But here's my question is, so <clears throat> uh, while I agree with it, do you all are you also of the mind that so they do that they get rid of it they have another search in about 90 days and now I I, I present my company presents to uh, the same person to that yep. company who has rights absolutely you okay I didn't no do no, the no work. I'm cool with it I just want I was curious yeah, of course yeah no I, one would have guessed I, that I, no I, one would have guessed am, that from I your grandiose statement what animal. No one would have guessed what your answer you just gave to Alan from your grandiose statement before. It sounds like you have that person no. uh, is yours no, in perpetuity. No, 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 no. Perhaps no, you need to listen a little bit more, dude. I said if it, was my, if it was the act of my resume submission that put that candidate into consideration. Alan was saying he came along 90 days later after they deleted all of my stuff. Alan, Alan earned the fee. That's, yeah. how, that's how it always was before these one-year yeah. ridiculous ownership clauses came along. It was yeah. always that way. Adam, Adam, what do you think about what they're saying? Am I right that Jerry is like living in a, another world where he can't prove any of the things he's claiming are actually going on behind the scenes? Actually, he, actually he kind of can. I would like to see. Let well, Adam talk. Adam's, Adam's, Adam's turn. It's Adam's turn. You said you've got it's your candidate. Now you're saying it's it's Alan's candidate if, if he presents God, them. Dude, you yeah. are absolutely one hundred percent not comprehending what right. we are saying. You're seriously not. You're you're trying to overlay ownership forever, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying whatever the stimulus was for you to start that process. Yeah, I understood, Adam. Your take. No, you, no, yeah, you don't. Are you, think, you, you think, saying now you understand it differently? There, there's, two, exactly. there's two elements to this. Go ahead. Hey, I want to hear point. what Adam. Who? I want to hear what Adam understands. Two, two, he's as dumb two as points, me. Two points oh. need to be. Yes, thank you. 
Hopefully two points not. need to be clearly defined. One, who created the stimulus? Was it the recruiter by submitting the resume? And second, the time frame. That's what's critical. Because listen, companies can have every single human being on the face of their earth in their ATS and claim ownership of it. It's up to the recruiter to define stimulus and time frame. So we're all talking about the same shit here. We just need to get on the same page about what happens after that said time frame. Some of you folks okay, are Jerry's saying time frame is irrelevant. It's stimulus. Jerry says stimulus yeah. is a key. Yeah. Time frame is irrelevant, right? Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. Time frame is irrelevant. If if okay, two no. years from now a company opens up a drawer and in there is a resume that says, "Hey, you got this from Jerry Albright." That fee is my fee. My work put that candidate into their what, whatever. Draw, yeah, ATS, but you have to put yourself in a company's database. shoes and have a clearly defined time frame. I mean, is this going to be long after you're gone no. off the face of the what? earth and 100 years from now your grandkids what? are getting checks from companies where people yeah. find their resume in a drawer? Come on, let's be yeah. realistic here, people. Absolutely. No, it's, no, it's my work. My work, my work doesn't have a... a uh, I don't disagree with you, but I think there needs to be time from a client perspective. You have to work with people who are going to agree to. You have to have reasonable time frames. I'm not disagreeing. I think there has to be parameters in place that everyone agrees to. No, okay. because what you're then saying, hold on, because this is important <laughs> to me, and it should be important to everybody, animal. So don't cut this off. Very important. There's finally a legitimate topic on this damn show. <laughs> if we if we put a time frame on it. If we say six months or 12 months, we are specifically saying have at it on day yep. one after this period. And I'm saying no. I am not, I'm not loading up your database for 12 months from now or six yep. months from now. I'm not doing it. That's not, what I, that's not our service. That's, no part of my service is a free leave all my tools in your garage for you to use. It's, it's, not, the, it's not that. Very fair. It's not my service. Have you I, I figured out that we're going to set that parameters? Do you guys know back any to your kind next of a way to pull animal. that stuff back? Uh, uh, let Michael G. Cox get in here. Go ahead. Hey, I'm 100% in the Jerry Albright camp, but is there anything out there that can pull no. that back? So we're talking no. about a self-destructing resume. Like, this resume will self-destruct yes. in 12 months. Yes, there is. Michael. Michael, I am mean we can talk. Animal? What? Animal. Let, me, yeah. let me then just answer this because everybody is going to be left wondering, well, yep. geez, uh, what, what does Jerry do about this whole self-destructing resume, et cetera? <laughs> the, re- the reality is, in my written agreement, when I – when I have that clause in there and I send it to the customer, it then puts us squarely in a discussion about what my service really is. And that's not a discussion I'm scared to have. Am I calling companies two years later to see if they – no, none of that. But I am on the front end saying, hey, I'm seriously not here to just put a bunch of resumes on your desk that you then get a keep forever. You don't get a keep these. Yep. That's my service. That's my work. So okay, Jerry, are you about it. So you Animal. say that uh, to every new client, you come on in that belligerent way and say, don't screw around with my resumes. They're mine. Do you come out and say that? Yeah. Like, how do you broach it? Guess, I want to hear the words. Guess, I want to hear the words. My guess is you would sound belligerent. Uh, I'm as smooth as you can possibly be, dude. 
And I start off, it's in my agreement. Animal. Yeah. yeah. It's in my, it's well, in my agreement. Alan, 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 help me. Is he saying that he has a, a verbal discussion with every hiring manager about this, or just that it's in his agreement like everybody else's? I don't understand. No, no. What, 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 I'm, perce- what I'm perceiving – and I agree with Jerry, and what I'm perceiving is the following. Number one, it's in the agreement. Number two, that elicits the conversation with the client. Number three, number three, because it elicits a conversation with the client, you get to really see, is this a client that I can work with, trust, mm-hmm. build a relationship exactly. with over the long term? And four, four, what it does is because a lot of companies, while they'll accept resumes and get spammed by resumes – but if most companies are very, I'll say, scared to to violate an agreement that they've signed, so what that yeah. does is it's it's in the agreement, it elicits a conversation, and then if it ever comes back, Jerry now has the leverage to say, hey, we agreed to this. We talked about this. Yeah. Now, question. Jerry can make I have a, a decision on how what did, he wants to do. It, but how does it elicit a conversation? How does it elicit a conversation? conversation? man? It elicits a conversation. It elicits the conversation that here. Let me give you a great example, Animal. In my company, when I go outside yeah. the agencies, they sign my agreement. My agreement is a yep. one-person, one-name, one-placement agreement, and that's it. If they want to build a relationship with me, the agreement forces that. So I don't sign their agreement and get spammed to death because I tell them, those are free. Understand, those are free. I'll look at them. I'll give you. But if we decide to move on somebody, they're yours, and I'll abide by that. But it forces the conver- – the, the agreement forces okay. the behavior, and then Jerry can use it. And people, Animal, yeah, do you, do you have conversations with, with, with businesses and people? And Yeah, but I'm not about, not about the fee agreements. They just take a look at really? it. I, I never say, hey, no. did you read the agreement? Hey. Is there anything in the agreement you don't understand? I don't do that. Do you? See, you do that before man, you start up the site. Animal. Hey, this is so Animal. ridiculous, man. I, hey, I, I can't, I can't see how you're even in business. I, I'm so pissed <laughs> off. I, Jerry. Gosh. Jerry, he's not in business. He's on the radio. But Manimal. Yeah. yeah. Michael, yeah. G, Mike, Mike, Michael G. Cox, if you want to talk, I can talk to you yeah. about a time when I had something similar to this, and I had some ways in the resumes to prove it. And it ended up saving me, my butt, and I got paid 25k by a big four. Okay, okay. And, and Jerry, okay. I, I am having those. I'm having those conversations. Obviously, I just started. Right. But in in the conversations that I'm having, they're always these clients are always pushing back and saying, "We're not going to give you one year ownership over your own resumes." And and yep. yes, I am having the conversations, but these people, these organizations are very much accustomed to thinking they're going to keep all the resumes that I submit yeah. and use them whenever they like. So right. I'm curious, how, how do your conversations go? I don't know if Animal's going to let this conversation continue, but what, what no, does that I'm conversation sure that we have typically to, sound like? I'm, I'm sure we have to jump right to how many voicemails will you leave somebody or what, what other topics Animal has on his plate? You know, go Go ahead, Adam, 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 if you don't get to talk on this show, you'll come back. Don't worry about that. Go ahead. I'm enjoying enjoying this, guys. Keep it. Michael G. Cox, go ahead. I'm going to. uh, Michael G. Cox asked me a question, so he gave the floor to me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, I'm going to say half of the companies sign the agreement. Uh, A fourth of them tell me that there's no way that they can do that because they have to track, you know, various EEOC type stuff. Mm -hmm. So they say that they make a note in the system that the person came from me and that's cool. And then there's a third, the other fourth of them say, yeah, I, do you got to sign our agreement? I'm not signing this or anything. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm a lot with that. You got to use much, theirs. Pretty much on my end too. Yeah. And then also, um, I'm going to, when I get back into my office, I'm going to send you animal or maybe post on Facebook, uh, an agreement I just got from, a, I don't know, $50 billion company that their, their clause clearly has nothing to do with, 12 months ownership, et cetera, et cetera. It specifically states the fee is earned by the agency that generates the interest in the candidate, regardless of time frame yeah. introduction. And that's from, that's a, good that's from right a huge, huge company. So people do understand that there's a huge difference between ridiculous ownership and uh, doing the work and being recognized for your efforts. Okay. Now back to you, yeah. animal. Anybody else want to talk? This is a great topic, though. No, I believe it is. Uh, anybody else want to talk about it before we move on? I'm open. Don't you have to do an ad? Yeah, do yeah. an well, ad. I, I would like to talk about this. Go yes. ahead, Phil from he London. Phil from London. H-I-R-E. So far as I'm aware, with respect to data privacy, um, organizations cannot just keep people's CVs on their ATSs indefinitely without some form of consent mm, yeah that's over in uh your, your neck yeah. of the world though right no i think that's i think that's not just over in my neck of the world i think that the growth of companies like one trust which, which is an american company started out with gdpr but all of these laws are going international uh, as far as i'm aware a lot of them are being applied in the u.s right now Phil, I've never, I've heard heard never, never heard of it here never heard of it here in the u.s not happening. Can I ask Phil yeah. a question? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Phil Allen Floor here. So here's here, here's how it works. So how does it work with what you just said? If Jerry submits Allen as a candidate through his agency to that company, and yes, there needs to be some sort of scheduled communication with me as a candidate. Does is it does your does your laws? Is it that you, the company, the client company has to do the communication or does Jerry have to do the communication? The communication about what? So, sorry. Well, I'm not... trying to understand. So the, you're saying that they can't just house my resume in their ATS forever. There has to be some sort of yeah. a, a, annual or whatever. So does that annual notification or whatever, does that have to come from that company that has it in yeah. the ATS? Or because yeah. Jerry submitted me, does it have to come through Jerry to me? No, it definitely has to come from that company because it's that company that's controlling the data. They've got the data. Mm. I mean, okay. Jerry, has, Jerry has to do the same as well. Uh, certainly over here, you know, you can't just keep a CV on your database for endless periods of time. Um, and then if what organizations have been doing is using that law to actually source a lot of candidates by legitimately being able to email thousands of candidates to say, hey, we can't do this anymore. Can we get your consent for the next 12 months to hold your details? 
Okay. And, and so then they by 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 emailing the candidates directly, they cut the recruiter out who who sent the resumes. Is that what you're saying, Phil? That would happen, absolutely. But there's, there's one thing that I'd like to add to this situation, and that is the reality of what happens in in my experience. And in my experience, actually, with our ATS, if a if a recruiter has added it, added it into the ATS, then it will state it in the ATS that it's come from a recruiter firstly. But the reality of the situation is in-house recruiters just don't very rarely use previous searches of CVs in their ATSs. The search facilities of the majority of ATSs are absolutely useless. And the actual in-house recruiters just don't even do it. They just don't even go down that road. They just start fresh searches nine out of ten times on each project, and they don't go back to any legacy or previous searches that they've done uh, in the past. So I'm Yeah, I've heard that's that a regular complaint. Yeah, I've heard that before. I'm not saying Jerry is safe and he doesn't have to worry for the rest of his life. But I Am think I on mute? No, you're not muted. Very rare. I'm sorry, I have a frog in my throat. I disagree with that. At Deloitte, we were required to run those searches um, in our ATS. Yeah, most don't, but uh, what I've what I've noticed is that there are a there there are several situations where I submit a candidate and they go back and look. And, and no, that's to wrong. That. That's totally wrong. But and on, you know, a lot like the guest said, um, a lot of these ATSs don't have that really easy search capability, so it can be very, very frustrating. I think that's the direction that we're going, and if it hasn't it now, then it will in the future. Because I think organisations really want to use the fact that they are really managing data and have got your privacy at heart as part of their marketing. And I think that's the way the world is going. And let's, let's ask the, Adam, the, the guest, uh, when you're in-house on contract, Adam, do you go to the ATS when you have a search before you start uh, uh, sourcing? That's a very interesting question. I, I start sourcing first because I want to find candidates who fit the bill immediately. Like I want to actually source. And then secondary efforts are to go to the ATS. But I'll be honest with you, man, that's not, that's not all the time. I, don't, I, I, like, to, I like to go to the fresh, the fresh farm. Okay. That answers the question. I'm going to do an ad now. Okay. Hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Someone was saying it for me before. It is a sourcing tool. You go to HireTool.com. You don't have to know any Boolean. Uh, you can be a, a Boolean string dummy. You put your search in in English. It creates the string for you, and then it searches a ton of websites, Facebook, LinkedIn, who knows, GitHub, and so that really makes it a lot faster. That speeds up the search. It returns a ranked list of potential candidates, it guesses what they're earning, it guesses who's going to be most ready to make a move, and then it's all up to you to contact them. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, everybody on Facebook loves it. I'm not making that up. Check it out. Nin Tran is our man at Hire Tool. And uh, also do the Honeit ad right now. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation 
the personality, the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, man, that delivers a ton of info you just can't get from a resume or a dry report about a recruiter. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about your great candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. It also turns the entire interview into a searchable transcript as well. Okay, thanks, everybody. That was, uh, you know, a, a, a very good conversation. You sold it's, me. Uh, pardon me? You sold pardon, me on that ad, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and try it. You, your ad works. Go out and try some of those things. Yeah, I've got one more ad coming, so you keep your ears open for that, too. This was a, a great conversation. Uh, Adam, I told you you can come back. Don't worry about the time that you, you're getting. Okay, but I had a... That was something else I wanted to ask uh, related to that, and I forgot. Oh, oh yeah, Adam, you're you're a marketing guy. I want to take Michael G. Cox to task. Michael G. Cox is a very co- accomplished, smart uh, recruiter. He worked Uh-oh. in-house for many years uh, until recently he went out on his own. Okay? Now, he's given his company a name that I like, but I just don't think it's very communicable. It's called Zag Works. Z-A-G, separate word, W-O-R-X. I think that's a terrible name. What do you think? <laughs> well, I need some context there. What, what, is, what does it mean? Not a what damn thing. It was, is it Spanish or something really like that? It, I mean, it it's similar so, so in, in my career. What are you doing? What is that? Okay. Kathy, Kathy. Your family is not supposed to be part of the show, okay? I mean, can I ask you a question about Zagworks? I mean, and how often does um, the person who owns the to- the company Zagworks have to say, "Oh," is <laughs> asked, "Can you spell that for me?" Or, "Oh, sorry, how- can you say that again?" Is it? Are you getting that, or is it nice and crisp? Because that's Phil. We're on the same Phil. We're on the same of uh, wavelength here. That's just too yep. hard. You can't tell someone Zag works at a party so they can look you up the next day. They won't remember how to spell it, right? Has to be memorable. Even if even if they spell it correctly, I have that website as well. But nobody really goes to websites very much anyway. So. You know, they it's, they it's can't find the, you. Okay. Anyway, I, I think you should use some normal <laughs> words. Zag works. Okay. I just can't believe that you picked that name. Zag works. <laughs> I can say it a hundred times. You know why this came to mind for me? I want to promote you on the show. Zag works yeah. means nothing. People won't even know how to figure <laughs> out how to search for you. Okay. That's my New uh, Year's I'll message have to for you. You to to give me a new name. Okay, I'm happy to do so, or I'll get Adam to do it. <laughs> hey, hey, animal. Okay. Animal, yeah. animal. Uh, what? What's what's your recruiting services name? What's your company name? Like, well, it's a name that I'm not going to use on this show. Okay. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Why not? Hey, I didn't tell. It's I didn't tell Michael, Michael. Michael G. Michael G. Cox. I'm promoting him. Okay. Okay. No, you're and, and disparaging his. You're disparaging his choice of business name. And I thought maybe you could show us uh, by example just. How, How cool done. of a name that you've got. An easy-to-spell recruiting company name. What okay. is it? Yeah, it's very easy, okay? It's very okay. easy. I don't want to mention it. Very okay. easy? Okay. I've got it? dual identities, very, okay? Very <laughs> and that identity is separate from this one. Hey, I've got to get back to the show. I've got to get back to the show. Okay, 
VeryEasyRecruiting.com. Adam, you have to buy that right now. Here's a, here's a related question, Adam. Adam, you with me? Adam, say yes. I'm here. Adam, okay. I'm here, man. Yes. Your candidate, you, you, you submit a candidate. The candidate gets an offer but turns it down, okay? Eight months later, another headhunter presents the same person. This time, the candidate accepts the offer. Do you deserve a fee? You didn't generate that conversation. So Jerry would say it's the other the other headhunter gets the money. What do you say? What would you do if it's, that again, would you it do comes, in Again, it comes down to candidate ownership and how it's defined in your contract, regardless of where that candidate comes from, another recruiter or an internal So you would call – You, I just want to clarify. You would call the would company call and say, that guy's mine. He's mine. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah, yep, okay. and I would make sure I get that money. So would I. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been ownership crap is for the birds, man. It's mm. making lazy – Lazy um, ambulance chasers out of all of us. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, nobody chases it. They just find it by circumstance. All of a sudden, they say, right. oh, there's that guy. Oh, my God, he's working for that company I've... that I introduced them oh. to nine months ago. Exactly. Yes. Thank uh, you. No, that I introduced them to and couldn't make anything happen and failed no and haven't it. followed up since then. Yeah. And what That's you'll get, what you'll get is the ago. company will say to you, oh, yeah, no, that was a different job. This one's not a sales executive. This is a ah, senior sales manager. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They'll change the title yeah. on you. Mm. Look, it's all about the okay. relationships. Yep, okay. absolutely, next, Alan. Next question. My, uh, Adam, how bad is the age bias in your field? You're placing marketing and advertising people. Very much. I'll and how do you see Very, it? I, I see it. I, I see it happen all the time around age bias in certain roles where, you know, you have a candidate who might be 25 years plus experience applying to a job that's a 10-year job, and the hiring manager is like, why are they applying for this role? They look old. They look like they've been doing this too long. Or my favorite one, they're overqualified. Calling somebody overqualified before even having a discussion with them to understand their life circumstances. It happens in my industry all the time, and it's disgusting. Okay, but really, isn't isn't there something realistic there that someone uh, who's been in the business 25 years and is maybe 50 years old is out of touch with their market on a on a day to day basis? It, it, and that that's yeah, I mean that's that's a fair point as well. But you cannot discriminate somebody right out of the gate. You have to have that initial conversation with them, and then after that conversation, if your feedback was unfortunately this person is not in tune with the current trends or in the marketing tools that we're using then that's a proper disposition reason. Okay, so you actually will present people who are overqualified, who have tons of experience, and then you'll have to argue with the, uh, with the client uh, about why they uh, don't want to see that person. You actually have to do that? Yeah, it's, it's happened once in a while, but I will not disqualify somebody based on age. I will need to have that conversation with them to understand their particular reason why they're applying for that job. It depends on the circumstances. Like exactly. in my circumstance, I've been out of, I have chosen not to work for the past three years due to illness. Now, I'm keeping up with the trends. I'm reading all the blogs. I have over 20 years of experience. You know, I think I'm marketable. But you're not I'm in marketing, able- Kathy. You're not in marketing. That's, that's a little different. Well, your taste. That's true you're, that's true your taste you well, know what, okay. what tends to happen is that they'll say oh they're overqualified and you'll go well no they're not overqualified and that's just a euthanism for saying actually they're too mm-hmm. old and then exactly. 
And then what happens is the argument is, well, you know what, Phil? They've been doing this for 20 years and they haven't progressed. So why are they not putting that is the most number one? That's the one you'll get. And, you know, that's sometimes hard to get around. So, Phil, how do you get around it? Yeah, I agree with that. Well, how I think, Alan, what did you say? Well, I was asking Phil how he got around it because I just had that happen where if one of my hiring managers saw the resume without my notes, they would have glanced at it and go, no, he's been jumping around and he's too old. And I said, really? So I said, shut up and interview him. And, and his <laughs> reason for moving around made sense, and we mm-hmm. hired him. Uh-huh. And, for and, what? and, and, and they like have that. too much That's experience. Just piss. Oh, marketing too. Don't give me that crap in marketing. It's all the. It it it's similar in different industries. If the guy says his marketing, what that that the person isn't a millennial and wired up to his cell phone and is wireless and he doesn't go, yeah. yo, love yeah. you, babe, mean it. Yeah. Me, you know what? Then tell. Then tell. Then I, I would make the argument. What are the results that that person has gotten over the person I'm presenting you? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot. And of you good know what? And you know what? Here's here's one that's really fun. If you've got the time and you want to do it, pull the resumes of some hiring managers at the client or if you're internal at your company, mix and match the stuff a little bit and ask, would you – hey, I got this resume. Would you – tell me what you think about this person, and if they go, oh, my God, I, I, I wouldn't be interested. Really, because it's you. <laughs> I, would, I would love to see a video of that. Can we, can we have somebody please document this? I'd love to see it once. You can't, well, you can't because if you published it, the guy would get would blow a gasket. I mean, we we, we, okay. we could publish it in a, in an inner circle. Okay, you know, here's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's just, something just, every, just between you and me. Public, but not public. Everybody's <laughs> gonna everybody's gonna make fun of me for asking this question, but I read an article in the New York Times just last week about stewardesses not being able to pump. Okay, they've just had a baby. They go back to work, and they're not able to to. <laughs> Pump. You bring up the weirdest topics. You yeah, really and the it's, way it's he York, says I, it. But let's see where it's going. Let's huge, see where it's going. Okay. Talk okay. about a bag. It was a huge article in, about sexism in the New York Times. It's not. I didn't think of it in a dream myself. Okay. I saw the article. I didn't read the whole thing, but you you can take both sides of the argument. You can call it bias, but you can also call it the airline wants to reduce risk. Of he- well, uh, wait, health let risk. Let me finish what the article was about. Uh, like, what what, what so was Alan, hold on. If you had a candidate like that, and she came to you and she said, "Look, Alan, I, I'm interested in this job, but I can't what? go there unless they allow me to pump." Okay, is that a, is there going to be a place where I can do that? Is that going to be okay with them? Okay, is that it, it, how would you handle that? I'm not good in that industry, but I'd ask, can there be accommodations made? And if it's part of the job, how can she do it? There's got to be a way okay. to do it. So it's a, it, how come this doesn't become more of a topic? I mean, there must be <laughs> – this must come up. I mean, uh, a- Adam, have you ever had any co- personal considerations like that be an issue? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I've certainly placed uh, new mothers or expecting mothers, and they ask what the accommodations are. Um, are there other working mothers? They don't want to be the first one, right? Sometimes they might be hesitant to be the first one, but I typically don't work with companies that would have that kind of attitude against uh, new mothers pumping. Just a best Okay, so actually, hey, world. here's a guy, the guest says it's a real issue, right? And so some companies are, are not open to it. Is that what you're saying? And other ones are very accommodating. Is that right? I well, you know, one. according to the law, you're entitled to break. And lunch break. So I mean, there should. Where be are you going to do, do it, it, Kathy? 
Well, I, I read an article once about some VP. She was doing it in her office, and somebody walked in on her. Do it in the bathroom. Uh, oh, really? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's sanitary. Designated room. you got to have one these days. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Has a company, Adam, ever called you with the name? They call you up and they say, Adam, we want you to call this person and recruit them for our company because we don't want to call them directly. Have you, has that ever happened? I've had to that you? happen. Yeah, I've, I've had you a have? manager actually call that out. I have. I have. Yeah, I, I have. have. Absolutely, it's happened a couple of times. Really it's an interesting dynamic because I'm sorry. Can Go you ahead. That thought? Finish yeah, it I off. I was just out. about to say I see. I I've seen it happen, and if I place them, that that's my fee. I've never received an argument. Uh, and the reason never they given a, they they did all the sourcing for you. And you you don't give them a reduced fee? You don't give you them know, a reduced they're, fee? They're getting value. They're getting value they're, out of it. I'm not going to offer. I'm managing the process. No, they're getting value out of it because they've normally got a restricted clause that they cannot approach candidates. That's nine out of ten times the reason why they want to approach somebody that they can't approach because they've got some kind of restriction. However, if a third party okay, yeah. is a candidate, so that's the backdoor route. So you have to speak to. So the you're candidate. saying, Phil, you're saying there's a legal restriction on 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 this in some some countries. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, no, not in not in, in in any country. If you leave an organization, uh, or you may have it in your contract that if you leave the organization, you cannot then go and hire anybody directly or poach staff from. Oh, okay. Program. I can give a real world example. Here, here's a real world example. I recruit in the advertising world. I'm working with a hiring manager that left their previous agency nine months ago. We're looking to fill a role, and he says to me, hey, listen, I used to work with Jane in my last job. I can't reach out to her because it's in my NDA. Could you reach out to her? There, that's how it works. And then they couldn't take the, the, the company where Jane works, couldn't take them to court saying, look, you just used this you know, proxy. No, to, to no, I'm the one that sources. I'm that, nope. I'm that loophole. Yeah. I'm that middleman. Actually, yep. you know. It happens, it happens more than you think. Yeah, it does. It's actually illegal, but obviously there's no way of proving it. Um, <laughs> I've never uh, done it for any of my clients. All they have to do is get the CV sent to them. As long as they've got an email, the recruiter's got an email right. from the candidate, and it's in their inbox. So that look, they sent me the CV. I didn't, you know, there was. They'll give them a call, and before they do anything, it'll all be verbal. They won't be able to email them or anything, and that's how they cover up for it. It's, it's a, you know. That's exactly right. And then usually you you run that by your superior and say, look, they contacted me. I'm moving forward. I mean, that's how I used to have to do it at Sodexo. And by the I way, you want to do a little cases. secret is yeah. that all the, the major global search firms used to retain people like me and others to actually do that specifically so the search firm wouldn't be violating their agreements with their other clients. Oh, okay. Really? Really? Yep. You mean that a research firm could have a hands-off agreement with their client and then job it out to you in order to yep. recruit it in, in a different yep. company's name? You would, you would do it under your own name, not as a contractor for them. I did really well doing that for, I'm not going to mention the names, we don't know them. Okay. Okay. Well, t- anyway, so I'm going to do my final. Quite Go ahead. Somebody wanted to. Yeah, just going to say, quite often the conversation would have already been had between the employer and the candidate off off the record. So some off the record conversation where they meet face to face, let's go and have a drink, and then they'll explain it to them verbally, and that's how it goes through. Never heard of that. Okay, so this is like uh, retro uh, retro recruiting kind of or formality paperwork. 
Okay, I want to do an ad for PC Recruiter. Okay, PC Recruiter. The special thing about it is, Michael G. Cox, do you still remember? I haven't had you participate for quite a while. You remember what's so special about PC Recruiter? It's configurable, right? That makes it so much different from every other software. They don't impose a, a, a kind of workflow on you or a, a way to work. You impose your way to work on their software, okay? So it's very versatile. It doesn't matter what kind of recruiting you're doing. Uh, you, if you're doing hourly recruiting for contract people or direct hire or executive search, this is a very malleable, a very configurable, a very customizable product. Over in England, they would say bespoke, okay? That means uh, you, you could have your suit made up the way you want it to, okay? And if you don't know how to configure your software, they've got lots of friendly support people who will help you. And I'll tell you something else. It doesn't matter if you're a kitchen table recruiter working out of your basement or if you're in a huge recruiting team in a giant company like Jerry just mentioned, okay? Big and or small. Yeah. It's an easy name to remember and spell as well. Yes, there you go. John Lennon talking over there, okay? PC recruiter, <laughs> big or small, they help them all, okay? Hey, Adam, you still with us? I'm here, man. Adam. Yeah, the show's going kind of fast, at least for me it is. Okay, there's only 15 minutes left. Okay, so let me see. Uh, okay, would you present someone who was fired for having a consensual relationship with a subordinate? Because I read another article this week in a big media outlet, okay? A senior guy here in Canada was let go. Apparently, he just has to cool his heels for a while, you know, let his profile get out of the news. Because he had a consensual relationship with someone working at some level under him, and he can he can get a job again. People understand these things now. Have you? Would you go to go to your client with someone who was dismissed for that reason, or had to resign for that reason? Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I have not come across this in my tenure, uh, so I, I don't really have a you know uh, an expertise point on that one. I'd like to hear what the rest of the panel has to say. But ultimately, it really comes down to have they violated an ethical agreement within their past employer or not. Was it a personal thing, or was it something violated within contract terms? It's just that they had a consensual relationship, and nothing like that is allowed at all. Has anybody dealt with that directly? I would have thought in your advertising industry this stuff was rampant. Listen, it happens, <laughs> it happens all the time. I have not come across it. I mean, it's I've had people let go me. for other reasons. Rampant. It's happened to, it's happened to me where – Rampant. Where two heads of town acquisition of a major company – um, we're having an affair, and everybody knew about it, and they got married, and they're still working with the company. Okay, but did you present well, them? It didn't happen to you. It didn't. You didn't have that person as a candidate, Kathy. Okay. No, but what I'm if saying the, that – oh, I see what you're saying, and then to try to present one of them to another company. Yeah, after okay. they got fired and everybody knew about it, okay? Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay. Misunderstood. What kind of – yeah, okay. What kind of LinkedIn account do you have to get to the stuff Jerry doesn't like me asking, Adam? What do, what do I – I mean, I have, I have Recruiter, yeah. You have Recruiter, like the, the expensive one, yeah? I have, the, I have the full on, yes. I have, I have personal access Why? and access to my clients. Why? Why? It, it is the contacts portal. Portal it gives me access to what I need. Can I do without it? What? Yes. Does it make it easier? Absolutely. 
How does it make it easier? Be specific. Do you have anything specific you can articulate? It's, if you it's, don't it's know, say pass this. No, absolutely. What? It's the access to uh, it's the access to the inmails. So you use inmail? Is it that inmail's no, a big a, deal for you? Is that what you're saying? In my yes, absolutely. It is. It is certainly one of the core messaging pieces that I use. Okay, so when you're sourcing and you want to uh, send a recruiting message, first contact, do you use the phone? Do you use email? Do you use in-mail? What's your method? I use email, and if I have a phone number, I use a text message. I'm a big texter. Okay, you just in said world, you use in-mail. You just said in-mail. Don't screw up. <laughs> Which is it? It's a combination of both. When you have access in and, and LinkedIn Premium or Recruiter, you can see a certain amount of contact information. If I have a phone number, I'm going to text them first. If not, I go to in-mail. If I have email, I use that as well. So, so phone number, you'll actually text them. You, you Absolutely. Text them. It is a highly effective yeah. Highly for, first, for first contact from someone who doesn't in know my you, world, sending, yes, absolutely. Well, if I what pick is up the text? phone and call somebody at work, they're not going to pick up. Yeah, and what, is it, what, is it, what does the text say? Uh, typically, it says, hey, this is Adam from NHP Talent Group. Not sure if you're on the market or not. I have an amazing opportunity. Let me know if you're open to connect. Short and simple. Huh? Uh, I, mean, I, I have a great opportunity. Yeah. That's the line that everybody says you should never I'm being use. very general. I, I, I will add in some specifics around their specific area of expertise. No, give me an example. I'm asking you for your exact words, okay? You gave us words that you don't sure, really use. Sure. It may be his <laughs> Listen, it could be very easy. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm working with, with, a, with a top client in the industry on a senior-level director role on performance marketing and media. If you're open to a quick chat, let's do it. Okay. How, how often will you pester them? Uh, will you send that message until you get a reply? No more than yes, twice. Sir. Once is enough. <clears throat> I mean, there's a time frame, too. I, I usually wait between seven and ten days between a text. Hold on. You said you'll only send it once or twice? I said twice. I said twice. Okay. And you'll wait a week? You'll wait a week? Yeah, typically. People travel. People are on vacation. You don't know what they're doing in life. Adam, after, that second, after that second message, you won't send another. Is that right? I will go to an in-mail or an email if I have access to it. Okay. So then so two texts. Then you wait, wait another week before you send the, the third uh, message? How long? No, after, after, after the second text, I'll probably send an email immediately afterwards with a follow-up note. What does the maybe subject the line say? Maybe, what, maybe what is the it, subject? it could be something around follow, what is the subject follow, line say? Following up from my text message, um, very specific about the role in the subject line. What, what do you mean? Don't be general here, okay? This is a, a, a yeah, granular I, group. Okay, people want to take away information. Generalities are useless. It could be senior director opportunity with top media clients in New York. Okay, and you you don't tell the the name of the company in the in the email, right? Some of my clients prefer that I have that conversation over the phone, and sometimes I do. Okay, but okay. in most cases, if, if it's a if it's a public search, if that rolls out there, I'll put the client name in there. Okay, let me just, let me just get, so, uh, let me just finish off this line of questioning. I'm always interested. Nobody else maybe is. We got three messages so far. Is there a fourth message if you don't hear from them? Uh, no, nah, I'm usually three and done. Because <clears throat> some people will send 80 messages. 
Rich Rosen no, says, I call, I call them until I get a reply. There's no limit, okay? And you're not like him. Is that what you're saying? I, I move on. If I'm not sparking their interest at a certain time, I mean, I'll circle back to a candidate maybe a few months later for a similar search and try it again. But this that's is another story. That's another story. Okay. Yeah. So what's your yeah. so so you got we got like three or four contact four contacts three or four contacts or, or attempts. What's your what's your response rate? Absolutely. My my current in mail response rate is thirty eight percent. Okay. I'm talking overall, not just in mail. Yeah, I would say about fifty. I would. I have a pretty good track record of candidates responding to me. Um, I also like when a candidate, when I reach out to a candidate and I see that they peep my profile on LinkedIn, then I reach it back to them right away with a connect message. Hey, Animal, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I've got to go, and I just want to wish everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and we'll. I'll, I look forward to seeing you next year. Thank you for being with us this year, Kathy. Okay. Thank you for being with Thank us. You. Okay. Of course. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye, Kathy. She's going to the beach. Okay, uh, she's in California. Okay, okay. So, just how long is your email? Is it just that very short, nothing message, right? Because you know, there's I, people. I there's people. Adam, listen to me. There's people who spend 20 <laughs> minutes researching. They find someone on LinkedIn. They spend 20 minutes researching them to find out what they like, and then they write stuff about I like that too. Uh, you know, let's have a chat, you know. So do you do any rapport building in those messages? It yeah, sounds like there, no, there's not a, at all. There's a level of – uh, I would say a little bit of customization around un- recognizing their tenure and where they're at. Also, if I'm reaching out to someone that's still relatively new in their role that I'm trying to grab, I will address that in the email as well. Like, as long as I, I know that you're relatively new in your job there, how are things working out? Because I was taught early on that, listen – some people switch jobs and they may not like it right away. So don't shy away from reaching out to who's new at a job. Uh huh. Okay. Would you ever put as a subject line in an email, "Are you tired of working for an asshole?" I wouldn't <laughs> use the word asshole. That's not professional. But uh, I something like Rich Rosen. Rich Rosen. Hey, if if you're if you're you know, contacting somebody incessantly and and you know you might run out of subject line titles. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe they just want to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, Actually, man, everything knew. works. It just doesn't work every time. Okay, that's a good one. Did Abe Lincoln say that? I like it. Well, you know, yeah, sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'd love to hear Honest Abe's uh, email metrics, yep. Yeah, okay. So I've got tons of, tons of questions, but there's six minutes left. Does anybody else want to ask him something? Anybody else? Do you have anything special that you'd like to say before the show is over, or should I just go back with my regular questions? Hey, no, it's awesome, I man. I appreciate Adam. you having me on the show. What? Adam, what it, what's, what's the uh, podcast doing for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the podcast is doing two things. One, it is uh, branding. So the whole point of my podcast is to showcase experts in our field, anyone who's helping anyone in their job search, career trajectory, technology. Today I'm promoting a guy named, by the name of Drew Austin who has a company called Wade & Wendy, big in the AI tech space, really helping people harness that inner tenacity. So it does two things. One is branding, drawing attention to me, my, my brand, my company. Uh, and two, you know, it is awareness, and I am getting some leads from it, both candidates and clients. So it is starting to pay off almost uh, 50 shows in. It is paying off. I got a couple of leads. You know, I, I listened right to one Ooh. of your – it wasn't your podcast. It was the Pirate Guy podcast. When you were wearing oh, a funny yeah. hat, 
You you complain to me about the picture I used for you, but you go on his show, his video uh, podcast, with a funny hat. What's, what's funny? What, that's that's my that's my brand hat with my company name on it. It's, not, it's a great hat. I mean, that's a subjective yeah. comment right there, my friend. I have anyway, you were talking in generalities. You were talking in generalities, and I have to tell you, I had another guy here on this show, Amir Borman. I had to yell at him constantly, don't talk in generalities. Give us specifics, right? And he came yeah. back. He didn't like it on the show, but he came back to me and said, you were right. He says, on my, he started a podcast. He said, I have to ask them to be specific, and that's the advice that's I'm fair. going to give to you for your podcast. One more question. Let me see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, oh, here's a, a simple. Do you, you still with me? Yeah. I got cut off. Do you, you repeat that? Yeah. Do, do you use any scheduling software? Uh, Calendly. What? Calendly. Do you use Calendly? Does it work for you well? Uh, it does for the most part in, until I am on retainer with multiple clients when I'm using their email as well, and it's hard to manage multiple calendars with uh, Calendly. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah, you go in-house. How long do you go in-house yeah. for at a time? Uh, my, one of my contracts right now is uh, almost approaching two years. Okay, so you'll be an in-house recruiter at the same time as you're doing uh, recruiting on your own for your own company? They, they're... They're parallel. Fire, 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 firewalls, my friend. I set up firewalls. Search okay. Final question. Quite okay. the model uh, sounds, going on. That pirate guy. It sounds like you use job ads on LinkedIn to build your pipeline. So you get a lot of replies to your to your LinkedIn ads, and then you've got a, a a group of people from that. Is is that a primary sourcing method for you? These ads on LinkedIn. It's it's a complementary effort to to direct sourcing. Okay, so you're not building a pipeline that you nurture. You're not building a group of people, uh, a talent pool that you nurture over time. You're not doing that. Am I wrong? On, on, I, you have to be more specific about that. When I'm working in-house, okay, I'm you my get own a needs. group of people. A hundred people reply to your ad. Okay, some of them are in the right category. After a few ads, Correct. you've got a, a group of people who you might be able of to use I'm in the future. Them. I'm Hold on a second, and then you send out you send out emails every month or two saying this is what I've been doing, this might be of interest to you, blah, 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 blah. There's a newsletter to stay in touch, to keep yourself in front of these relevant people. You're not doing that. Am I right? If I'm working on my own roles, I am doing lead nurturing, correct. Okay, I don't understand what you said. But you know what? I like having listen, you on the show. I, if you I'm get working, to talk to Go ahead and finish listen, on man, Just to answer that, Just to answer that question, man, if I'm working in-house and I'm on a client's LinkedIn recruiter contract, right? Like those aren't particularly my candidates to own. I'll keep relationships with them on LinkedIn, but you know, I can't just be soliciting them for, for yeah, other okay. roles. I was talking about on your own. You know I was talking about on your own. Yes, it's getting correct. confusing now. On my own, hey, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Alan Floor, Jerry, Michael G. Cox, Kathy, Happy and thank you bye. for coming on the show. Thank you for contributing to the show this year. Phil, thank you for calling in from England. Adam, bro. We got lots of questions for you. You'll have to come back in the new yeah. year. Keep it Thank coming, you, sponsors. Happy Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the music? Hey, where, where's the Oh, here it is. Goodbye. Okay. Okay.